tonight I'm going to be talking about uh, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power that we can have with the Holy Spirit. The text title is going to be in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. It's a common verse. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I want to just thank you for bringing us all together here tonight. As Pastor Lytal mentions, uh, this group will never be the same. This group will never meet in a room like this ever again. Lord, thank you for bringing us all here Tonight, you have a purpose in it. You have a reason for it. I pray that you would just be with me as I give this message here tonight. I want to thank you for the strength that uh, you've helped us to, to get through this week, Lord. I pray that you would just um, give me power from you. It wouldn't be my words because I really don't have anything to say, Lord. But I pray that it would just be from you here tonight. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. And really, this week was only possible with people who really have stepped up. Thank you for Brother Chilson for helping out preaching Sunday school this morning, obviously Pastor Ludwig, and then Wendy Stone. She is amazing. Wonder Woman. I don't know how in the world she does it. She did a fantastic job this week, so thank you, Wendy, for all your work that you put in this week as well. So Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, But ye shall receive power, but after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Judea, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So Acts chapter 1 is the beginning of the New Testament church. It's the beginning of the church as we know it here today. And what is important in this verse, it talks about the Holy Spirit. The whole focus of the church, the only way that this church is going to work is with the power and with the help of the Holy Spirit. So first off, it's important to see that the Holy Spirit calls us. The Holy Spirit calls us. You see, from the moment of your salvation, from the very first time that you accept Jesus Christ, into your heart, your first and only time, that is when you are called. You see, there's many people that when they become a Christian, they kind of just fall off a cliff. You, you never hear about them ever again. Uh, they become a Christian, yes. Are they on their way to heaven? Yes, but you don't see any fruit in their life. You don't see anything else happen after that. It's just like they fall off the face of the earth and you never hear from them again. Uh, that happens many times on door to door. We go to these houses, uh, these people accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. We go back, we visit them, we invite them back to church, and it just doesn't seem like it goes any further than accepting Jesus Christ as their Savior. And it really is a sad thing, but as Christians, that is just the very start to a long journey, uh, to a marathon in our Christian life, in our Christian Walk And the Holy Spirit wants to use us as vessels in which we can proclaim Jesus Christ to others in the world. So the call is clear. It is a clear call. You see, it's easy to say, well, you know, I don't really have any clear calling. I've prayed to God to give me a specific thing to do. But the Lord Jesus Christ, he's given us his word. There's very clear commandments in which 
we need to serve him. We can see God's calls on people's life all throughout the Bible. Some of these men are Barnabas and Saul. In Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 2, it says, Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, which that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, a manian, which, was, which had been brought forth up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work unto I have called them. You see, from the time that Saul and Barnabas got saved, that was when their call was. The Holy Spirit called them right away to go out and to do his work. So the God's call in our life, it's a real call. It's a true call, and that's why we have to take action on it. It doesn't do any good if we, we hear a call, but we don't take heed to it. I mean, what's the point in that? If somebody tells you, if my parents tells me to take out the trash, but the trash doesn't get taken out, what was the point? They just wasted their breath telling me to take out the trash. It's, it's useless. When the Holy Spirit tells us to go and we don't go, it's useless. We have to have an action to that call. You see, I wish I could tell these teenagers exactly what the Lord's call is for their life. Tell them exactly what the Lord wants them to do. Tell them exactly where the Lord wants them to go. I wish I could tell people who come into the office all the time and have problems, have struggles, and they, they have questions that need to be answered. And yes, we answer them to the best of our ability, but most of the time it's up to them to seek the Lord. I don't know what their heart is. I don't know exactly necessarily what the Lord is calling them to do, they have to find that out on their own. I don't have those answers, but the Holy Spirit does, and the Holy Spirit will help them find those answers, but they must be willing, whatever that answer is, to go and to take heed to that call. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 4, it says, there is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. See, I wonder what all of our calling in this room is here tonight. I don't know your specific calling and what the Lord has called you to do. I don't know what it is that gets you out of bed every morning. It's different for everyone. Not everyone's going to be in full-time Christian service. There's lawyers, there's doctors, there's plumbers, there's carpenters, there's many different people that God has called them to go and to be a witness where they are, to be a witness in places that I would never be able to witness. I would never be able to go. So what is the reason that gets you out of bed every morning? What is that calling that Jesus Christ has on your life? You see, the Holy Spirit is there in our life to clarify exactly what he wants us to do and what exactly the reason why we should get up every morning to serve him and to honor him. We have to have a commitment to this call. We have to have a commitment to the call. See, the Holy Spirit has called us to a life of service. And when we know our call, when we know exactly what the Lord wants us to do, we have to be fully committed to that call. We must pursue it with our whole heart. Like these people that we're going to celebrate, those deaths and lives that we're going to honor and to respect tomorrow, those people 
who had a call. They knew their call, their purpose was to serve the country no matter what the cost, and they gave their life. They literally gave everything that they had for the call. And that's what we need to do. Is the Lord gonna call us to, uh, to be martyrs for him? More than likely, no. More than likely, hardly anyone in this room, if anyone in this room is going to give their life, uh, actually die, mar- be a martyr for Jesus Christ, but he has called us to die to ourselves to give of our time, to give of that talent that we have, to give of that little bit of treasure that we do have. Yes, we may not have to die for him, but the Lord wants us to live for him. Second point is the Holy Spirit, he empowers us. The Holy Spirit empowers us. See, as soon as one person becomes a Christian, they're taking on a great responsibility. It's now their opportunity to go throughout all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, as the Bible says in Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. But what's different about being a Christian is that it can't come from our own strength. If this week has taught me anything, it's I can do nothing. I I can do none of this runs without the Holy Spirit in the center. And it really hit me last night. I came here last night um, to pray. And I was right here at the pulpit. And I was just looking out at the empty chairs. But I saw people's faces and I was thinking, who, who am I to be up here right now? To speak to you guys here tonight, who, who am I? And the answer is, I'm a no one. I'm a nobody. But I'm doing what the Lord called me to do. And if I don't have the Holy Spirit inside of me, there's nothing that I can give. There really isn't anything any of us can give. No matter how talented, no matter what you have in this life, there's nothing in the end, that we can do without the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, it's an enduring promise. The Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit, he's going to offer us that power. He's going to give us that power as we serve him. If we're not serving him, if we're not actively doing what he calls us to, then why would he give us that power? As we serve him, he gives us the power that we have to get through. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall receive the power of the Holy Ghost when you go out. When you go to Jerusalem, when you go to Judea, when you go to Samaria, that is when you are going to gain your power. You get that power from the Holy Ghost when you go out and you serve him. Acts chapter 1 and verse 4 says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. This is an interesting verse. It's a very interesting verse because notice it says, He commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard 
of me. See, he was telling his disciples, don't go out without the power of the Holy Spirit. It's going to be useless if you go out with the power of the Holy Spirit because you can do nothing. And I've seen this over and over and over again in my life. All throughout ministry, when we go out door to door, even um, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to, to Corey and Chris, and we were talking about how, you know, going out door to door, you never know what's going to happen every week, but you do know if you don't have faith, if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit to give you the right words to say, then it's going to be, what's the point? We're all wasting our time going out. But if you have the power of the Holy Spirit, if he's the one that's giving you the words to say great things and wonderful things can and will happen. Don't go out your workday without the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, don't leave, don't go, wait, hold back. Go, ask for the Holy Spirit's power every single day because we can do nothing without him. John chapter 15 and verse five, I am the vine and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Ye can do nothing. We can do absolutely nothing without the power of the Holy Spirit, without the power of the Holy Ghost in our life. See, this power is an undeniable power. It's an undeniable power. There are many verses in Acts that explain the great power that ordinary men, men and women just like you and like me that have had in their life because they had the help of the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter four, verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Acts chapter four and verse 33, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the great grace was upon them all. Acts chapter six and verse eight, and Stephen full of faith and power did great and wondrous miracles among the people. Acts chapter 11, verse 24. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. And the power of the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 13 and verse 52. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. See, these men weren't great because of their charisma, They weren't great because of their amazing speaking ability. I mean, Jesus Christ came down. The Bible says that there was nothing. When you looked at him, you didn't see a leader. Uh, You didn't see somebody that could make and change and turn the world upside down like these disciples did. When you saw them, they were just average people but they had an extraordinary God and they had the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what's different. And that's what's different when we have the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Um, 
in sports, uh, whenever the NFL draft comes around, an NBA draft, and all these uh, guys are figuring out which college they want to go to. In sports, they, they talk about all these players, and they talk about how, you know, well, this guy has some, some great talents. There's a little things that he can work on, but he has some great talents. And then you talk about some guys, they're like, you know, he's, he's about like an average player, maybe a little bit above average, but he has something different. He, he has the X factor is what they usually call it. He has that X factor. It's something that's like either unteachable, whether he's like a great leader or there's just something about him that's different. You see, sometimes those guys get drafted higher. Sometimes those are the guys that people want on their teams because they have something. They don't know why. They don't have as much talent. Uh, they don't have as much ability, but they have something that's different in their lives. And that can be the same with us here tonight. If we have something that's different, which is the Holy Ghost, if we have the Holy Ghost in our life, that is what makes the difference. And that is what can make the difference. It's like if I had a vacuum cleaner up here, I'm trying to vacuum the place and I go there vacuuming, but I don't plug it in. There's no power. I has everything that it needs to clean up, to clean up the place. It has everything that it needs. It has, you know, it, it can do its job, but if it's not plugged in to the power source, it's useless. It's junk. It has everything, exactly what it needs to do to do its job, but it doesn't have that power. It's not plugged in. And that's the same thing with us. When we don't have, when we're not plugged in to the Holy Spirit, when we're not one, when we don't have that power from the Holy Ghost, we're useless. We can do nothing. But when we are plugged in, we can do some great and wonderful things in our lives. And thank the Lord for that because if we didn't have that, we wouldn't be able to do anything. And I know I wouldn't be able to be up here tonight. Point number three is the Holy Spirit enables us. The Holy Spirit enables us. You see, we as Christians, we do have that limited power. And that's really the first step in Christianity. Before you become a Christian, you must realize how inadequate you are. You've sinned, you've transgressed the law, and you're not perfect. That's the first step, is admitting that you're not perfect, admitting that you have no power to get yourself into heaven. This week, when I came in, there's this, this week every, every day, and I was working there in the office trying to get everything done. I didn't have any power to do it, but that Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ gave me that extra little bit that I needed to pull through and to push through. And the first time I preached, especially a Sunday service, I was as nervous as could be. It was wild. It was crazy. And obviously, every time I get up here, still it's a nerve-wracking thing. But you know what? If you have Jesus Christ in your life, if he's the one that gives you the strength, then we can do anything that he wants us to. And if really, if anybody feels like they're completely ready to serve the Lord, if they feel like they're completely ready to do any kind of ministry, I don't care if it's the bus ministry, helping out in Awana, helping out in any of those children's programs, if they think that they can do it on their own power, they're, they're crazy. <laughs> they're delusional. They can't do it. It's not going to happen. There has to be that X factor. There has to be that holy spirit in their life that leads them and that guides them. 
one night um, when I was traveling around with the evangelistic team, the war uh, blitz, when I was traveling around with them, there was one night where we were getting ready. Everything was all set up. We were all ready to go. And as we were about to start, it was like 10 minutes till we were about to start. All of a sudden there was a, there was a park not too far away. And there looked like there was a couple teenagers up there. And so I figured, you know, I mean, in my mind, I was like, there's no way these kids are going to come. It starts in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, they're not going to come. They're out there skateboarding or whatever. I was like, yeah, there's that. I mean, what's the, why even waste my time? And then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit was just like, go, you know, go. They're, they're there for a reason. They're not just there out of the blue. It's not just random that they're there at this time, at this moment, when you're here in town, there's a reason why they're here. I'll be honest with you, I fought it for a little bit. I was like, yeah, no, no. And then, okay, I'll go. And so I went. I invited them, and to my surprise, oh, yeah, sounds awesome. It sounds great. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll be there. I was like, cool. It starts in like, you know, like five minutes. They're like, oh, cool. All right, sweet. Yeah, we'll be there. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right, sweet. And so both of them came that night, which is cool, and it was great. And it, I didn't think much of it until we had the invitation time. And as we had the invitation time, those two, two guys were on my team, those two teenagers, and they were the first ones to raise their hand. I need to get saved. Uh, I need to get saved here tonight. And so we took them back there. I gave them the gospel as clear as I could, and boom, they were ready. They were ready to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. It wasn't a coin, and they came back every other night. They came back the rest of those nights that we were there as well. And I really do genuinely believe it was real, it was authentic. And it was one of those things where I'm like, man, that had absolutely nothing to do with me. The fact that they were there at that time, at that moment, at that day, we were in that city, there's no way. It wasn't just coincidence. And the Holy Spirit placed them there for a reason. And I wasn't going to go. I mean, to be honest with you, I wasn't going to go until, you know, the Holy Spirit just made it. I just, I just had to go. There was no way I wasn't going to go. Another time, um, my neighbors, neighbors are one of the hardest people. You just usually just kind of scuffle inside as soon as you can. Oh, the neighbors are outdoors. I'm just going to kind of avoid it, stay in a couple more minutes so I don't have to say hey, or usually it's just like a nod, nod. All right, see you later. I'll go. And, uh, I was really convicted. I was like, man, I, these people, I, I live right next to them. I mean, how can I say I'm a Christian? I'm supposed to go out to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, and yet I'm not even going to the person that's right next door. That's 100 yards away from me. And so the Easter sunrise service rolled around. I was like, okay, I really need to go and to at least invite my neighbors. You know, it's a good opportunity, great opportunity to invite some people out to church. And so I go to her house, and her name was Kathy, and we had a great talk. You know, usually it's just, okay, they're probably not going to answer. If they do answer, okay, sweet, cool, yeah, thanks. And she was talking about lots of different struggles that he, she had in her life, how her, uh, she had some family issues, and that, how she's been in and out of church, and she was kind of in between churches right now, and she was, she was searching. She was searching for something. And then I was able to give her the gospel. It opened up an opportunity to give her the gospel. And another one of those things where it's, you know, I, 
I had to do it. I had to go. The Holy Spirit was pricking my heart to go, and I put it off for a long, long, long time. So don't put any urge off that the Holy Spirit gives you, because who knows? I moved this past weekend, and, and that might have been the last opportunity I had to go over and to witness to her. So whenever the Holy Spirit pricks your heart to go do something, go and do it right away. And the Holy Spirit will give you the strength. He'll give you the power that you need. Going door to door has taught me that, you know, the Lord will just give you the words. And it's something that you can't explain. And people are like, well, you know, I'm nervous. I'm not very good with talking to people. Just go. Just try it out. Trust me, there's something something that's unexplainable that you, you can't, you just have to go out there and do it and see what the Lord can do. He'll give you the words. Even go out with somebody else and, and you can help them out. And it's amazing what the Lord can do if you're willing to go, if you're willing to obey the calling of the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul was really clear about his understanding of his inability to do anything of any worth without Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 3 through 4, it says, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That's what I want. I don't want the words of man's wisdom. Yes, I can come up here and spit as much knowledge as I know, but it's, it's nothing. It's useless. What I need to do is have the Holy Spirit's power, proclaiming Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. One man simply put it this way, with God's calling always comes God's enabling. With God's calling always comes God's enabling. No matter what it is, if it's witnessing to your neighbors, if it's going door to door, if it's witnessing to a coworker, if God lays that on your, how, uh, on your heart, if you go, he'll enable you to go and do that. He'll give you the strength. He'll give you the wisdom that you need to go and do that. Paul describes his weakness once again in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 10, it says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. May be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our body. That Jesus Christ might be manifest in our body. See, the time when we're fearful about serving the Lord, times when we're fearful about going and doing what Jesus Christ has called us to do, remember these words in 2 Timothy chapter 1, and verses 7 through 8, it says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Man, how many times did that happen to us? We don't know why we're ashamed. And we say, well, I, I'm not ashamed of Jesus Christ, but yet when your coworker 
wants to talk about Jesus, you're kind of just, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm a Christian, yeah, whatever. And then you just leave it at that. Or, or when you're out and about, maybe you're at a, a coffee shop or something like I do every once in a while to study. I'll go there, I'll have my Bible open, and then I'll just kind of close it when somebody comes by and just, you know, avoid it. Or when you're saying a prayer at a restaurant, you do the classic, throw your napkin underneath the Dear Lord, thanks for this day. And then it's, okay, nobody saw me. Nobody saw that I was praying for my meal. How many times that happens to us? We almost cower and we're almost ashamed of Jesus Christ. We're almost ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but he, uh, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. See, it's that Holy Spirit that can give us that boldness, that boldness that we need to go and to do his calling, no matter what that may be. Number five, the Holy Spirit engages us in God's calling. He gives us that direction that we need. And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it's not right away. I know when I graduated from college, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. Um, and then I went off and got my master's degree. And then after I got done with my master's degree, I didn't know what I was going to do. <laughs> Typical college student, when you get done, you're like, all right, Lord, what's next? All right, Lord, what's next? And it's just taking it one day at a time, doing what you need to do today. Waking up and asking the Holy Spirit, asking Jesus Christ, what is it that you want me to do today? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? It's the Holy Spirit that gives us that calling, engages us in that calling. We have to be patient with what the Holy Spirit has for us. And six, and finally, the Holy Spirit exalts Christ. The biggest reason why we need to listen to the Holy Spirit and to obey Jesus Christ and get to get that power from the Holy Spirit is because the Holy Spirit exalts Christ. And that is why it's important. That's the whole reason why we're here on this earth is to glorify our Lord Jesus Christ. All of these are so important that we may exalt Christ. John chapter 15 and verse 26 says, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. The Holy Spirit through us will testify of Jesus Christ to those around us. John chapter 16 and verse 14, he, which is the Holy Spirit, shall glorify me. He, the Holy Spirit, which lives inside of us, is there to glorify Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 3, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. And 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, but, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, but the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Power may be of God and through the Holy Spirit and not of us. So in conclusion here tonight, first off, we must hear the call of the Spirit. Hear his call. Listen to it. Most importantly, obey it. Don't just know it. Go out and do it. 
Number two, we must claim the power of the Holy Spirit. We have unlimited power right at our hands. All we have to do is ask for it, pray for it, claim the power of the Holy Spirit. Three, trust the enabling of the Spirit. Trust in Him to do things that we cannot do in our own power, in our own strength. Four is to experience the boldness of the Spirit. If you go, the Lord will give you the boldness that you need. Five, be engaged in the specific service that Jesus Christ has called you to by the Spirit. Be all in. Be there and all out. Give everything you have to that calling that Jesus Christ has called you, called you to. And ultimately, number six, we have to do this because it glorifies our Savior. It brings glory to God. You see, there are three ways in which we can attempt to do work for the Lord. There's only one right way. Uh, the first way is that we can borrow from the resources of this world. We can say, well, I put in the time and the effort. I went to college. I, I took preaching classes, homiletic classes. I took speaking classes. I did all these things, and now I'm set. Now I'm good. I, I know everything. I can speak. I'm, I'm great. I'm good. It's fine. I did everything that I can, earthly speaking, to be up here. And you can say, you can rely on that. And sadly, a lot of people do. Like Chris mentioned last week, there's lots of churches out there that they're just not being fed. And it's not because the pastor is a terrible preacher. He's probably a great speaker. He can probably speak great things, but if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit, it's nothing. So you can borrow from the, war, the resources of this world and have some artificial outcome. You can trust in your own strength and your own wisdom and think it's just you. But most importantly, we have, if we're going to see eternal results, we must rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. That is what makes the difference. Great men, great preachers, great Christian businessmen, great Christians in general, the one thing and the most important thing that set them apart like a Charles Spurgeon was the Holy Spirit. He would say, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't that I was a great speaker. It wasn't that I was any of those things. It was the power of the Holy Spirit on your lives. So no matter what you do, no matter what occupation you have, it doesn't matter. You have and you can gain power from the Holy Spirit. And he wants to do great things in your life and through your life with his help. So let's rely on the power of the Holy Spirit today. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I want to just thank you for this night. I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak here tonight. I pray that you would be with us, that we would gain that power from the Holy Spirit. If anyone in here in this room isn't saved, I pray that that's the first step and to seeing the power of the Holy Spirit in their life is to first accept you as their personal Savior, to understand that they're a sinner. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and they must 
except that you died on the cross for their sins. They're sinners, but there is a great Savior that wants to save them from their sins, Lord. I pray that if there's somebody in this room that hasn't accepted you here tonight, that they would do that here tonight. For the rest of us who are saved, who do know know you as their personal Savior, help us to have a life that is powerful, a life that is meaningful. And it's not going to be of our own strength, of our own wisdom, of our own might, because, Lord, we're nothing without you. But with the power of the Holy Spirit, which you have given us that lives inside of us, Lord, we can do some great things. Lord, help us to heed to those callings that you give us. Help us to gain access to the power of the Holy Spirit here tonight. Praise all in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.